podcast. Welcome to episode 57 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Um, don't know why I said what, what episode it was, because 57 is fairly an insignificant number. You know, like 56, like one year's worth of podcasts. 57's just factually the number we're at, so I don't really know why I bothered saying that. Maybe it just sounded more grand to me initially. Who knows? But, um... Welcome to the podcast, where whatever you're doing, um, I feel as though it's starting to feel a bit like Christmas. Anyone else feel that? I sort of feel it. There's a few things that like set me off to going, yeah, you know, it's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. I don't know who's ever afraid off Christmas. You know, it's fairly. Fairly weird thing to say, but um, yeah, it's starting to feel a bit like Christmas, mainly because the Christmas tree's gone up in my house. That's what I sort of tend to use as the, you know, the marking stick of what is Christmas. Now, what sets this year's Christmas apart from previous for me was I did the full decorations myself. What about that? Why is that? Um, because my, my the rest of my family were busy. No, because I'm a control freak. I like things a certain way. I forced my uh, family to just sit in another room whilst I close myself in the dining room at Christmas as I stood up. And that's just a full lie too. What actually happened was um, my wife Catherine was at work. I came home and um, put the, the Christmas decorations up on Friday the 7th. And we were preparing for my daughter Holly's first birthday on the 8th. Whoa. So I thought, you know, if we're having people around, like the grandparents are coming around. So you got to have the Christmas tree up or they'll be, they'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why aren't you? So I thought I'd do that. And I, f- I thought, yeah, this would be a sweet idea. Really easy to do. Just get the Christmas tree down from the attic, blah, blah, blah. Decorate it, bish, bash, bosh. 20 minutes, it'll be done. Three hours later, including a sleep in there, I got it done. Now, when I first uh, went to go to the attic and get stuff out, first Christmas I have in my new house, so um, didn't have the special built-in retractable ladders that I had in my old house. Had to take myself to home base and buy a new set of ladders. Now, it does sound like a fairly innocuous task, saying that out loud, but whenever the only car you have available to you at that particular time is a Toyota Igo, um, fitting long ladders in a car is a bit of a challenge. So I went and bought these ladders and uh, they had a weight limit to them as well, which is funny, which um, I can get on, but it means I can't carry anything more than four kilograms on the ladder with me. Otherwise, that aluminium will just go kadink, which means break. So I had to get these ladders very tentatively climb up and being like, right, I've got like a, a tree up here, a big box of decorations i'm gonna to have to you know distribute my weight very carefully here like whenever i'm pulling the tree down i have to use one hand and then with my other hand i have to perform some kind of like weight reducing pull up getting that down <clears throat> which was even harder with a big box to, to get the decorations down but hey you know what i'm a dad now it's just what i do and obviously i succeeded got it down started emptying it all out Got the tree out and was like, oh sweet, the lights are already attached. I must have been a lazy bastard last year and not taking them off. Then I realised, no, they're actually part of the tree, which is like, that's a good idea. They all worked. Then the worst part, I thought for some reason in my head, through like, I don't know, 
whether it's like the Mandela effect or whatnot, that we had tinsel on our tree. Nish, nish. We do not have twin twinsel. We don't have twinsel on a tree. <laughs> what the fuck's twi- twinsel? Sounds like something you'd decorate your vagina with. <laughs> like tinsel for your twinkle. <laughs> twinsel. Um, yeah, it's not a very sexual thing to call, hey baby, I want you to lick my twinkle. <laughs> I know, maybe if, if that's something you guys are looking for foreplay, ladies, if you're listening to the podcast, hey, if you're a man, you, you want to tell them what to do, don't be like here, you know, because let's be, let's be fair, the words that you would use for vaginas aren't nice, like fanny, pussy, vagina, doesn't sound nice, you throw a twinkle in there, you know, it's, it's, it's fair enough, it sounds a bit like a Twinkie, which guys would happily eat, so I mean, if they're willing to eat a Twinkie, you know, eat a twinkle, you know, Anyway, I thought we had tinsel, but we did not. We had beads. Now, I know you're probably thinking, hey, Dave, you're probably used to having your hands on a few beads. Yeah, my beads that I deal in are are much thicker with the beads having a wider circumference. The ones on the Christmas tree are very small beads, like, and very footry. Now, when you start off draping the beads around the top of the tree, it's grand. But whenever you don't have enough space to like fully circle with the beads in your hand, it starts getting a wee bit, it starts getting a wee bit sort of shoddy looking. Then it starts getting tangled, things aren't even, it's not distributed right. Then you just want to basically take a step back from the tree, put your arms by your side and just thrust your head first into the tree, smashing the tree, the beads and your own neck in the process. And that's how frustrated I got, very, um, very annoyed with the beads. Thank goodness my mother was uh, about, she came around to bring me my baby back, because she was babysitting, like, I don't have it taken off me or nothing, but um, she came to leave Holly back and saw the state of my beads and was like, let me adjust them for you, and I said, thank you, and she did a stellar job. So the tree is up, um, I put a thing on my Instagram of uh, the angel on top of my tree, which is actually uh, an angel I built myself. And it's uh, of Chris Angel, the mind freak magician. Um, I'm a very simple man, and I find very simple things very amusing. And to have the mind freak Chris as the angel on top of my tree, I just love it every year. I keep forgetting that he's there, and then I just, I just get there and I see him, and it brings a smile on my face, which is good because it like picked me up a little bit before I saw those beads. So whenever I'm taking the tree down this year, I might just you know fucking in the fire beads and all in there and burn it to the ground but but yeah put the Christmas tree up on the 7th of December which is like exactly a year again obviously because Holly's birthday is 8th an exact year since I became a dad um, for the first and only time so far and it's mad to think that that's that's happened in that time now if you go back to the podcast you know, I've been doing it on, say, 56 weeks. I can go back and listen to the episode where where Holly was born, which I might do, you know, just a nosiness. But I just think to myself, like, a full old um, stereotypical man, where the fuck's the time going? And, yeah, I don't know, it's flown by. I feel like that's been the quickest year of my life. Now, obviously, I'm a master of understanding basic time and space. You know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm a physicist, Yeah, I did do single award science at GCSE, but I have a basic understanding of time. And I know, although the year might felt quicker to me, it definitely wasn't quicker because, you know, it'd be absurd 
if it was. But it's felt that way, and it's like, whoa, the last year's just flown by. Fit a lot into it. And within the last year, I had a baby, moved house, got married. You know, used to have a full, thick, black head of hair. Full, thick, black beard. Now I'm bald, and my beard is grey. And then, I mean... I guess that's just part of the uh, the sacrifice you, you make when you make these ridiculous choices all at once in such a short period of time. <clears throat> but that's kind of why I, I just feel like if I get it all done, bish, bash, bosh, I can just chill now for a while. So, um, sound very much like a football uh, reporter here. But we were in negotiations about um, the possibility of having another child, but not for now. You know, I'm going to just try and settle stuff for a bit, try and get the old finger out the booty and, and make tracks and, and do stand-up slash comedy slash writing slash podcasting more often. I want it to be my full-time job, you know what I'm saying? So I want to get a few of those irons in the fire before I, uh, you know, have another child. Um, it's quite funny, I was chatting to my sister earlier today about um, that and she was like, you know, just if you're going to leave work, um, <clears throat> make sure that you know you mightn't have another kid so soon and I was like you know we're not planning on it she's like you know just be careful and I was like hey look you know th- that's not going to happen and she was like look things might be you know you don't know they might just happen And but I was like yeah but you need to fuck to have those babies man you know what I'm saying I'm just too busy flat out you know trying to decorate Christmas trees make Chris Angels for the top of the tree you know flat out doing stand up flat out doing Podcast flat out doing all kinds of shit at the minute, Christmas stuff, and legit full-time job that, you know, by the time I get home, the only thing I want to be doing in my bed is sleeping. Ain't going to be no twinkle licking for me, you know what I mean? I'm straight to sleep up in that bitch. And in the last few nights, I have not been sleeping well. Maybe it's why I'm starting to say twinkle so much. But, um, yeah, Holly wasn't feeling too great, although it was her birthday on Saturday. She's been a wee bit sick, a wee bit sicky bad, you know. Her nose has been running. She's just not been herself. And on the night of her birthday, I spent the whole night on the floor in her room because she just didn't want anyone to leave her, sad wee soul. Anytime we left her, she was just being really sad. And, like, that's not easy to see. So I was lying with her and heard a wee blue, like a noise and looked up and she'd been a little bit sick. So I was like, oh, no. And I lift her to make sure there's no sick in the bed. As I lifted her and put her over onto the end of the changing mat, it was like Regan from The Exorcist. Just massive streams of boke from a child, so small, I, I couldn't comprehend it. Um, that was shocking to see that amount of boke coming from a baby. It was even more shocking when she did a full 360 with her head and went, Your mother sucks cocks in hell, daddy. And I was like, hey, you know for a fact my mother's still alive? She's like, ah, bollocks, well, your granny does it then. And I was like, all right, okay. Still stop that. But <clears throat> need a full change of clothes, full change of um, bedding, full change of everything. And then put her back to bed again, lay on the floor with her. I'm more sick during the night. So it wasn't a great a great night for her. Um, it wasn't a great night for me either because I'm already an older guy. You know, I'm like, my bones aren't... My bones aren't my bones aren't what the ones were. You know, I'm 32 years old and I have have no. I'm just saying, like I'm I'm old now that I creak a bit more. You know, I need a wee bit more of that uh, natural WD40. You know, that synovial fluid. I need a bit more of that floating around my joints just to make me feel loose, limber, and fresh. Do you know what I mean? But I'm I'm creaking a bit more. Like I found yesterday at Holly's birthday when I was just walking around so much, 
I didn't even do anything, but all of a sudden it was like sore on my ankle, and I was like, what the hell? Have I hurt my foot? Have I broke my foot? Have I done something I've not realised? Like, I um, tore a load of ligaments in my ankle when I was playing rugby as a kid, and sometimes my ankles just give way, you know, I'd just be walking around and just nearly fall down to the ground. Um, so sometimes that happens, and I thought maybe that happened, and... I said to Catherine, obviously with her being a bone nurse, I was like, yo, yo bitch, um, I've got a sore foot, what do you think it'd be? And she was like, maybe, maybe you've got a stress fracture in your foot. And I thought, to be fair, I have had a lot on my plate recently, that, that could just be, be what it is. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, I've just been quite, quite stressed out of late. And she's like, that, that's not how it works. And I was like, well, you just said it was a stress, it's like, yeah, stress fractures and you put a lot of pressure on a bone repeatedly and just through stress cracks. And I was like, all right, I just thought, you know, when you're really pent up, you're just really worried about stuff, your bones just burst. You know, be like walking around being like, oh, no, I wonder if I, if I die, turn the heat off before I end to sleep. Bing, there goes your ribs. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's just so stressed. Poof, there goes a femur, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus, did I give, did I give uh, the nursery money for the baby's lunch? <laughs> your scapula just pops. <laughs> Oh, whoa, it's, it's late on Sunday night when I'm recording this. Um, anyway, but no, the, Holly was sick, so this on, on today, on the Sunday, the 9th, she just screamed, basically, from she woke up until about two minutes ago. And that's not like her. She's normally a real fun, happy baby to be around. But not today, so we phoned the out-of-hours doctors, and they're like, yeah, yeah, take her over to the out-of-hours surgery. So we did that, brought her over to Newton Ards, you know, which was terrible um, to have to actually go there. But um, to the arts, I mean, not to the whole. But, yeah, it was just, it was grim because you always worry. But then the nurse did a check over and said, look, she's grand. What I would say, though, is speak to your own GP if she's been sick for a while. Get her bloods done. With any luck, it'll just be something that'll blow over. So we're going to take her and get her bloods done, her pee looked at. And hopefully she doesn't have anything like, she's not celiac or Crohn's or anything. Or I don't know. Because I'd be so shit if she did hate that, but you know, we've got that checked out and she's off the bed now. And hopefully, hopefully, I'll get a good night's sleep tonight. You know what I mean? I'll just be cl- closing the eyes, dipping the head into the pillow, avoiding all contact from my face and a twinkle, and just hoping to get a good night's sleep. Um, because I think, you know, it's last week I have been a busy boy. Um, I had Wednesday night. I was at Lavery's um, for the annual Comedian's Christmas Do, which is without a shadow of a doubt every year in stand-up, the best night of the year. I don't know if it's the best night of the year for the audience, but it's definitely the best night for the acts because I personally don't drink when I do stand-up, but when I'm at the Lavery's Christmas Do, I have all the drinks. Um, It's not that... um, It's not that I have anything wrong with see anything wrong with drinking if you do stand up. <clears throat> it's just that I forget all my bits and bobs because obviously my material is so deep and multi layered and you know, I need to remember all the different facets of my jokes, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean if I have a drink in me, I might forget that the little bit of skin that connects the the like the foreskin to the bell end is called the frenulum. You know what I mean? I might forget that if I'm drunk. I might just call it like the friend zone, you know, and then that's you know, I guess you have to be friendly with someone to let them in and around that area, but you know, you get what I'm saying. So 
on the on the comedians Christmas do I drink and this year was no exception. Last year, however, th- it was about three days after Holly was born, so it wasn't an ideal scenario. I went did my set, then left a shit set, left with no drink in me because um, I just had to get home. Whereas this year, I had a full good time. You know, I got in, I recorded Boy Town with Shane last week, and we had a couple of ciders. I'll be honest, we did during the record- recording. We got a wee bit. You know, Lucy, and it was good. And then we went to Neds in Hollywood, and a nice pint of Guinness in there because it's one of the best Neds in town. Or best Neds in town, shit. It's the best Neds in town, but it's also one of the best Guinnesses in town. Um, so it was it was great. And then we just headed on up, got brought up by Aaron Butler, and went to Lavery's where I had a couple of ciders. And um, I brought my bottle of Unicum from Hungary with me to share with the boys because it's gross. And I couldn't drink a full bottle by myself, but there was a lot of Unicom going around, and it had an effect. Then I had a couple of some beers, um, I had some gin, some whiskey, some Hennessy, some you know, I, I varied my shit. Let's just say, and overall, overall, or as Arsene Wenger would say, overall, um, it added to a very drunk night. Which led on to a very hungover next day. And a following day also hungover. So I did Larry's there. It was myself, Colin, Mickey, Shane, Woodsy, Kieran, William Thompson, and Aaron McCann. And it was a great night. You know, I really enjoyed my set. Thought it was very good. Um, if I do say so myself, then I just got bladdered. Then... We all went to Woodworkers after and had a really good time. Like the form from everyone was really good. Everyone was fairly looped. I don't actually think anyone did anything terrible that they would have any regrets about. But there was a lot of hangovers the next day. And Mickey was supposed to get a lift home from Lavery's with me. Um, obviously being 32 years old, my mummy came and got me and brought myself home and I dropped Shane off on the way home and then Mickey was supposed to get a lift with me because he's supposed to be staying at his girlfriend's in Bangor which is not too far from where I live but then whenever I went home at like one o'clock or whatever Mick was like no sir I'm staying out I was like fair play to you man I don't know who you're trying to impress and I don't care but at the minute you're still young free and free of baby not not single because you feel girlfriend but I mean you're young you're free and you clearly don't have the fear of a squealing baby in the middle of the night. So got myself home, said to mummy, Mum, go and take us to McDonald's. She's like, no, you don't need that. And I said, Mother, take me. Um, oh, there's my, my wife coming in to drop my phone charger for me, which I could have just got after the, uh, the recording. Hello. But um, she just decided to interrupt it because uh, she's sly. Thank you. Oh, goodness. Um, so I've lost some train of thought. What was I talking about there? Yeah, so I went and got McDonald's and um, got back to the house and thought I was like, I thought I was sneaking into the house super quiet. Like, you know that Bjork video? It's oh so quiet. Shh. Shh. It's oh so still. It's so oh, so quiet and so peaceful until. Ba-na-na-na. 
I undo my belt and then my bags hit the ground. My shoes get flicked off the wall. I turn on the TV, which has been on at like level 30 because you've got a kid. My McDonald's bag's going... You know, I'm just making all the noise. Came in, plumped my feet down, started watching that new TV show on BBC, Hot Right Now, where all the girls from Beauty Queen and Single and Vinny off the Nolan show just basically... I don't actually know, they just do stuff, right? I don't even, <laughs> I don't get, like, the, the, the up-to-date relevance of it in terms of, like, whenever I saw it, I thought they're going to be going through what is current, what is hot. But it's just them having a good time, really. But it's entertaining, you know, and I will tune in again. But um, probably not with a fillet of fish and cheese bites, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, as soon as I'd finished uh, my McDonald's and hot right now, I made my way upstairs and we've got two stair gates and I like I hit them both with high running knees, fully tried to avoid them, but kadoosh, 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 all the things, woke the baby, woke Catherine, and um, Charlie the dog delivered some barking. You know, and I just kinda stood in the hall like, you know, that Zach Efron meme, like, hey, what do you want me to do? I'm blitzed. Hey. And then I couldn't even have gone and like lifted Holly because, you know, I couldn't actually get my dick out of my jeans to piss let alone left a full little human do you know what I mean so I kind of just left her crying then Catherine ended up crying because she woke in the middle of the night and I was just once again Zac Efron hey which is grand until the morning and uh, everybody hated me but I mean hey it was a good night do you know what I mean that's what I always say the ends justify the means do you know what I mean so um I had a good time, and then Thursday rolled up, which was Pug Uglies, um, and I had another sweet time at Pug Uglies in my head before I went. I thought this is going to be great with a great lineup. It's going to be it's going to be great fun, right? So we had on in Pug Uglies. We had myself, Woodsy, Shane, Colin, Aaron Butler, Kieran Bartlett, and Jordan Robinson. Yep, it's seven, isn't it? Yeah, and it was good. Um, 90% of the audience was amazing. However, there was one table of... I need to use my words carefully here because I'm a smart guy. I don't want to use just vulgar words. There was one table of total, absolute, holistic cunts. Right? And I say this because, you know, see if you're, you're at a comedy show and you pay in to watch comedy you're there to watch comedy right these morons were clearly in there for like some sort of work do and just stayed on do you know what i mean they didn't do whatever so like in the beginning you know the first half i went on did did my stuff went down well um and then started bringing the acts on they just started talking being on their phones shouting back and forward to each other like just getting loads of shots just disrupting the whole night which you know that's fine if you want to get loose loose and loose as a goose at christmas and you want to have a good time do that but don't do it at a comedy night where or a night where people have paid money to come and see something specifically don't wreck that for all the people who want to be there do you know what i mean and the table of people as it transpired were um on a work do you know i found this from asking them and they work for, I should, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get into any bother with this particular company. However, it's one of the big four accountancy firms in Belfast. And it's not KPMG. It's not PricewaterhouseCooper. And it's not Ernst & Young. So do the math, right? Work that out. I know it's maths, but I went to American. Do the math. 
Do you know what I mean? And they were like, if if I worked for that company and I was the, these guys' bosses, wouldn't be impressed. You know, would not be impressed at all. Bunch of pricks. And so then I was sort of told from off stage, no, we're going to kick them out. So I went, all right, guys, you're just being kicked out. Then got word back from the manager of the bar was like, those guys fully haven't paid their bill and it's quite a high bill. We can't just kick them out. They need to scrap the bill. And I was like, oh, balls, right? So one last chance, right? Shh. And um, that was awkward. But luckily enough, you know, I did a bit of back and forward with them. Now, if you're engaging with an audience member and they're heckling and you hit them with a good comeback, they should be like, right, that's fair enough. These guys weren't even making rational sense. They were just shouting, like, irrelevant stuff that you couldn't even answer. And then once you did speak to them, they wouldn't shut up. They didn't care about anyone else. They were assholes. So when they did get out and leave, everybody else loved it. You know, everyone else in the crowd got right behind us and, and loved it. And once those guys went out... um you know, the night finished strong. But, you know, it just takes a couple of people to fucking wreck a real good night. You know what I mean? And and I get a lot of acts on that night, a lot of good quality acts who are being paid to be there. The people that are there to watch have paid in. You know what I mean? They don't want it to be wrecked. So it pissed me off a lot and I was not happy about it. But see the bouncers and Pug Uglies, not only are they legends as guys, they're also very good at their job. So there's one part whenever one of the later acts were on the second half and I was standing at the back of the bar, one of the guys from this ta- the table of assholes, shall we call them, um, you know, they, they're accountants, right? I can say that much. And they got, one of the, the guy who was causing the most trouble went to the toilet and on the way back, he just looked at me and the bouncer and he gave us this most disgusting smirk, like, <laughs> you can't do anything to me. And literally before... The, the smile turned into just a generic face shape. And the bouncers just had him. Boom. Right out. See you later, sir. Down the stairs. Just locked him in. Out he went. And I was him mugged off once he went. They all started falling like dominoes. And I loved to see them all going. Whenever the crowd starts singing, la, 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 hey, goodbye. It was great. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck you guys. And then the night really picked up. But you know what? Like, see if you are an accountant and you come to a comedy show. You know, don't disrespect someone doing their job. Like, I mean, they came into my workspace and they just have been totally disrespected it. You know what I mean? And I did not like it. Like, I wouldn't be walking into their office on Monday. In fact, now I've thought about it, I might. I might walk into their office on Monday, climb over to their little cubicle that they crunch numbers in, you know, climb up in their wee wheelie chair use a lot of core strength to make sure that the wheelie chair doesn't slide out from under me put my other foot on their desk lift the foot from the wheelie chair on the desk squat over their monitor and keyboard and just let out my shit and hope in fact for one day only like making a return like like Westlife making a special one tour only return I just hope I get a one day only return of the norovirus and I just shit shit water all over their fucking spreadsheets see it like that you pieces of shit and see if you listen to the podcast fuck you in fact there's six of them so fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you and fuck you fuck all is if you were there you know and I hope you just go into the bar and apologise to the bar staff because you're assholes alright anyway Pogoglis will be back this week for the last time before Christmas it's 13th of December and then we're finishing strong Sean Hegarty the one liner 
extraordinaire himself. He's back. He's doing basically. He's going to do full, the full second half himself. How it's going to work this week? We normally have. I do a bit. Bring on opener. Maybe have an open spot break. I do a bit. Bring on headliner. This time, I've got myself. I'm going to be MCing. So I'll start the night. Um, I'll do a wee bit bit of Christmas stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'll bring on the opener who just happens to be Sean's wife, Diona. Doherty, that's her stage name. She is actually married to him. She has taken his legit surname, but for stage performance, she's an actress, she's a comedian, she doesn't use that, you know what I'm saying? Um so bring her on, then I'll just basically be like, and Sean's here to do his do his thing, let him go to it. And then I'll be that until the new year. Um so anyone's been to Pug Ugly so far, um I just want to say thank you. It's been gone it's gone really well. I've been delighted with it. All the comedians who have played it have been really well received. They've really enjoyed it. Only good things to say about it. So apart from the odd couple of wankers that you'll get anywhere, um it's been going it's been going really good. And hopefully in the new year we can keep going, keep getting good acts on and keep building the following. So if you haven't already, check out Pug Uglies um and keep a year out for the, the lineups in the new year. It's gonna be really good. And if you know any guys that work for that um, accountancy firm you know tell them Liam Neeson style I will look for you I will find you and I will kill you and also speaking of that not murder but of uh, Sean and Diona they have a weekly podcast Hanging with the Hegarty's check that out if you haven't already and also Sean because he's mad does his own podcast I think it's called Sean Hegarty Talks to Himself so it's two podcasts in a week which is an insane thing to do um, I realise as I just said that I do that so again two mental guys but check out those podcasts and get the Pug Uglies this Thursday again it's only a fiver, always a fiver I'm just plugging, you know, I'm plugging so many things right now I'm like I'm like I don't know what plug, I was going to make a really uh, inappropriate gaping anus joke there but I thought better of it, you know I think that's not what we're about right now, I just think we should just move on but you know that's what, where I was going to go with that um, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, the the 10th, the 10th, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, the 10th of December, you're fucking in luck because the Boy Town podcast is being recorded tonight on the 10th of December, Monday, the 10th of December in the Accidental Theatre. It's only episode 100 of the Boy Town podcast that I co-host with the man with the longest fingers in comedy, Shane Todd, the little phone home ringing dude you know the guy with the the most you know annoying bits of hair over his ears yeah the guy with the buck teeth and the yellow skin my friend she and todd we're hosting boy town episode 100 and the tickets are going there might not actually be any tickets left when you're listening to this but just live podcasts are always great i am i've got a lot of mugs lined up for the big man you know people will be looking at me and going you're actually a better tea lady than mrs doyle with the mugs you're dishing out ding, ding, ding. you know what i'm saying so get down to the accidental theater and check that out it's going to be a great night all the live podcasts are always excellent banter we'll throw in a bit of stand up there as well for you it's only a tenner you know only 10 pounds for all this entertainment and you'll be part of history the 100th episode of the Boytown podcast um, last time we did the podcast it was at the Strand Arts Centre and the phone calls that we did live were two of the, the best moments in the history of the podcast so this week it'll be no exception it's episode 100 it's definitely worth tuning in for and while I'm plugging stuff just rate and review the podcast um, it really helps you know it makes it relevant makes more people listen ultimately and 
means I can feed my daughter who's not well at the minute. So I mean, if you aren't rating and reviewing the podcast, it means you like sick children, which oh god, so sly. You know, just so so sly. Um, we're at thirty one minutes now. I was flipping launch into the uh, <laughs> launch into the the questions for this week. I don't know why I went Scottish there. Um, it's late on a Sunday night. I'm having a mental breakdown. Probably that. Um, Twitter first. Lee has said, "What's your favorite orchestral composition?" Um, I don't really know uh, what that means. I think you probably mean orchestral you know um but but if if it's orchestral i don't know what it is if it's orchestral um probably beethoven's fifth is my favorite don't ask me to sing it because i mean it would do the piece you know no justice but that's that's definitely my, my favorite i think um, thanks for the question, Lee. Appreciate that. Um, Jimmy Harrison said, "How was your Millennium Party back in 1999?" I tell you what, my Millennium Party was actually dope as shit. Um, I was uh, 14 at the time. Obviously, you know, been thugging since I was about eight years old. Whatever, as a playboy hustler, and uh, I went to Jersey with my family and did the Millennium celebrations in a hotel. Being 14, I was obviously not legal enough to drink. Um, so I couldn't just get loose unfortunately but I remember there was being a lot of hot women there like hot young ladies and I remember thinking to myself oh yeah wouldn't mind seeing your twinkle but uh, as a 14 year old obviously all I did was just drink a load of coke and probably you know grab a few asses which was the year 2000 you know what I'm saying there was none of this you know me too shit going on that was just how little little cheeky boys could get on do you know what i mean like the cheeky girls actually made a song called touch my bum so if you're a cheeky girl and you're calling that out you know and you're a cheeky boy age 14 you know you're gonna do that you don't understand so it's just a good time um but it was yeah it was good and i think um you know if technology keeps moving the way it's going maybe I'll still be alive come the next millennium. Well, any luck, Jamie, but cheers for the question. Glenn Lindsay, hello, Mr. Physique. Ahead of Boytown 100, are there any ideas for features you'd like to do that the NBC has rejected? Hashtag weird. Well, normally I am the I'm the feature guy on Boytown. Like, I'm the one who's come up with all the features. That's my specialty. You know, I come up with features and sayings and stuff. That's just my bag you know come creme fresh snake rat rude boy you know not that i made that saying up but i'm just literally losing the will to live because it's too late and then you go bed but yeah like come creme fresh drop keen a lot bespoke used all those terms and like like to create little features now i don't think shane has turned down any features per se but sometimes you'll you'll stop the podcast and cut we need to cut that out i can't be heard saying that and i'm like man you're being silly, you know, just just let it out there and he doesn't like it. So at this week's podcast, I'm gonna try and make sure his tweet back is vicious, his phone call is sly, and he's gonna enjoy it, you know. But he's just gonna to have to do it because it'll be in front of a live audience. So you know what? Sometimes you just need to suck it off. I mean suck it up and just get on with it, you know. Um oh well. Wow. <laughs> uh I've just been sent uh, a picture by Joff Reynolds and it's 
Um, I don't think it's in for the podcast, maybe, but it's just this this uh, Instagram account called Brooks Ginnon from New York. So check out Brooks Ginnon. It's just the, the caption is "Take me to church," and it's just this guy with real weird googly eyes, but they're made out of like jewels or bejeweled eyes, and it's very funny and weird. So definitely check that out. So thanks for that, Joff. Um, a lot of questions actually this week on Instagram, which I'm delighted about. Uh, Chloe said. Do you have any Christmas traditions or do you plan to start any new traditions? This might be a better question for a podcast closer to Christmas. Well, Chloe, let me say first and foremost, no, you're sweet because like I've started doing the Christmas prep. So that's fine. I feel like people are starting to get into the Christmas spirit. So I don't think anyone will hold that against you. Um, but if you want to ask more Christmas based questions for the next couple of weeks, hey, I'm keen to answer. I'm keen to give you some of that Christmas cheer. You know, um, I don't actually have any set traditions as such because I feel like, you know, I've just moved into my own gaff now. So all my old traditions with like maybe old housemates or my parents are no longer there. So we're making our own. So our plan was to have like Holly's birthday to be the start of Christmas. So we'd put all our decorations up the night before, do all that. Um, I concocted my first batch of mulled wine. Uh, for her birthday party and a lot of people got it into them and a lot of people enjoyed it and a lot of people said some good shit player and I said hey that's my secret ingredients crack cocaine my man you know that's just going to make that mulled wine pop you know but um, yeah I'll definitely try and make the uh, the mulled wine a tradition and speaking of wine a Christmas tradition I have is as soon as December 1st hits I just drink all day every day true story on uh the day of Holly's birthday, we had to go out and get a few bits and bobs. We'd take her to see Santa for the first time, which was very cute. And um, we got out to the car, and Catherine was like, "Right, do you want to drive?" I was like, "Hey, I can't drive. I've been drinking. Ten a.m. Legitimately, just been tasting my old mulled wine, getting high on my own supply." But hey, I don't worry about that because it's Christmas. But yeah, thanks for the question, Paddy Mac ninety seven. I said, "Dave, are you gigging a lot before Christmas?" Got it. I missed Thursday. FFS. Well, Paddy, you're not because. The guys that ruined it ruined it, and I'm not happy about it. I'm looking forward to this week to so just get that out of the system and hopefully finish for Christmas on a positive note. Um, but normally I try to wind down a bit closer to Christmas just to be home with the family, but this year I'm really trying to get as many gigs as possible, so um, I'll keep you posted on this. Uh, Chris Barr has said, Hey Dave, hope you're well. Looking forward to Boytown Live tomorrow. And if it's anything like the last one, it'll be a great night. There you go, people. You know, don't listen to me. Listen to the people that have been in the audience of a Boytown Live podcast. And Chris Barr, he's a great man. He's a great man to listen to. Check out this weird festive story. Mum mm. sends five-year-old to school nativity with sex doll sheep. Yeah, basically, a mum mistakenly sent her five-year-old to school nativity with an inflatable sex sheep doll, which she bought online as part of a sixteen ninety-nine fancy dress costume. Ironically, the woman who uh, sent her son to school with a sheep sex doll is called Helen Cox. <laughs> C-O-X, sadly not C-O-C-K-S, so that would just be too much for me to cope with. But she had no idea what the real purpose of the product. The 46-year-old mother of two said... Um, part of this costume and I thought he might have been naughty and snuck it out, snuck it out of school but he was sent home because of the teacher but the penny finally dropped when she decided to blow it up for him at home and realised it had a huge hole in its bottom as well as red lips and eyelashes you know because hey 
you wouldn't just fuck a sheep with no makeup on, you know what I'm saying? You gotta have those eyelashes on point, you gotta have that lippy looking sharp. You know, if you're gonna fuck a sheep, you gotta you know that's my motto I live my life by. If you're gonna fuck a sheep, you gotta have it you gotta like make sure it's done up. You know what I mean? Can't just fuck a basic bitch ass sheep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um but Chris's question is what I want to know is what's the weirdest Christmas present you've ever given slash received? Hmm. I guess it could be one and the same because I remember one year, like back before iTunes and shit, I really wanted. I was gonna say it, I really wanted a Sugar Babe CD, right? And I knew for a fact somebody had bought my sister a Sugar Babe CD. So I went out with the knowledge that my sister already was going to be receiving the Sugar Babe CD and bought her a Sugar Babe CD and then threw the receipt of said Sugar Babe CD in the bin. So then I was like, oh no, <laughs> you can't just take that back. There's no receipt. Uh, I'll take it. And I took it. So I guess that was weird that I wanted a Sugar Babe CD. They actively bought it knowing that I was going to buy my sister a gift that she could not actually keep that was sly on my part but hey you know some sugar babes music's so dope you know and that album just happened to be the standout album you know that song people are all the same and you only get judged by what you do yeah good tune man stand strong to this day um thanks for the question chris and uh, gareth owens said hey dave What's top of the Christmas present list this year for Papa Bear? If you listen to Boytown, you know I'm a big fan of Snowdonia gear. Like, as a clothing brand, I want to be a brand ambassador for Snowdonia. And I've spotted a fleece-lined Snowdonia hoodie. Whoa, that's what I want. That's top of my list. Also, maybe some podcasting gear to, like, stop the echo in here. Um, I have realised that I've just bought too big a house the kid out with gear, spent too much money on the shell of the house, can't fill it out. So I'm in this just this dining room with the world's most expensive bespoke dining table and not f- fuck all else. Looks like it's a, a crack then, nothing, just but one chair and this giant table, which I've spent all my money on. So um, hopefully maybe get some gear for recording the podcast, which is actually a good idea. Thanks for asking me that question because I would not have remembered that. Um, Chloe Hodgins has asked, what celebrity would you absolutely cream yourself slash fanboy over if they were in the same room as you and why? Um, you know, a lot of people know that I have said before who my favourite celebrities are. Um, you know, Dave Dickinson is one. Um, Stephen Mulhern is another. Um, I was also, of course, big fans of David Guest and George Michael and... Dale Winton, who sadly are no longer with us, rest in peace. But um, who had really popped for, I've actually met, was Ricky Gervais. Met him in the street in Edinburgh one day, really sound, took a photo with me, and just really made my day. You know, it's great to be able to see people that you really like, you look up to and love their stuff, and they'd be dead on. So I'd love to meet, like, I love, I love comedians. I'd love to meet Bobby Lee, I think. I'd really pop for that. And. You know, I didn't say The Undertaker from WWE. I just like to see him because he's a big lad. <laughs> yeah, 
That's a, and, and obviously Thierry Henry, but I've met him before. And I ejaculated for the first time because I was a young boy. And I hadn't actually had puberty yet or developed sperm on my balls, but somehow, like the same way in which the Virgin Mary got pregnant, you know, the young boy came. So, yeah, thanks for that question. Giles Strutt has said, favourite spot for a drink in Costa del Banger. Uh, a few spots on Christmas Eve I'll be in Fealties so if you want to see me for a pint go down to Fealties that's just my Christmas Eve tradition now get get down to there for a pint enjoy the Guinness in Fealties it's the best in the town it's the best town <laughs> no it's the best Guinness in Banger I also enjoy the Salty Dog it's a good spot to go in and have a few beers or ciders I like the cider in there to be fair Um Jamaica Inn's good for a bit of food on a hot day. It's a good spot to go to. So, yeah, there'd be about three in all on the Esplanade as well. I like it in there. Um, so, what about yourself, Jazz? Let me know. Um, Matt Thompson has said, Good morning, big guy, long-time listener, first-time messenger. Well, thanks very much, Matt. I appreciate that. Tell me this, though. If you could eat one food item as much as you want without weight gain from it, what would it be? P.S., Come as excluded. <laughs> well, hey man, there's my answer. You know, it goes all that shit down. MP, uh, no, so I love the pod. Looking forward to more from Papa Physique. Thank you, my man. Um, FYI, because I know you're curious, mine would be a combo of creamy pints uh, and garlic cheese chips. Well, you know what? You could combine come into both that. You get a big creamy pint to come and just come in the garlic cheese chips. No one would know the difference. I've done it plenty of times myself. Um, but if I already won food, that wouldn't make me put on any weight. Ah, you know what? I'm going to double up. I would say caramel squares, tray bakes. If I fucking eat just tray bakes flat out and not put on any weight, I'd love that. And then also pints, because then I could just drink more pints, which I think would be fun, you know. So I go for tray bakes and pints, which I'm sure is probably a hipster bar in Soho somewhere in London I, I would imagine but yeah Matt glad you're listening to the podcast a long time I appreciate that and hey I'm glad you've broken your question asking virginity and hopefully you feel good about that and you'll ask again Chris Henning has said well Dave cracking podcast last week thank you and um, what I want to know is what's on your plate at the Christmas dinner I'm a turkey leg guy Chris I'm going to say that's a very basic Christmas dinner you know I like to, to have a big mmm slice that white breast I like stuffing I like ham up there um, I, I throw a chipolata on there I definitely like my Brussels sprouts you gotta have the vegetables on board some carrots some Brussels sprouts roasties uh, regular mashed potatoes as well and just get the works I don't actually have cranberry sauce a lot of people will be like what the fuck are you doing not having the cranberry sauce I don't fancy it on a Christmas dinner I like my gravy that's about it you know what I mean that's what I like have some Christmas pudding and normally I try every year like I've been to weddings before where I felt oh, I've eaten too much and you know I feel a bit shit and I can't fully get lit but then I go to other weddings and I adapt and amend and I get blitzed it's great whereas at Christmas I just get blocked of food you know I just eat so much food that blocks my tummy up I drink so much beer that I'm just blitzed and every year I just feel shit after, after my dinner but hey I enjoy it oh a lot of noise outside and John Joe Flood, to finish off, has uh, said, Good morning, Papa Physique. Hope you're keeping well. And of course, a major happy birthday. Shout out to the baby bear on her first birthday. I appreciate that. Considering you're a major fitness guy and lover of all things weird, I thought you'd like this story. Um, my question for you today is, what's your favorite exercise for your sensitive parts? 
he said apologies for the link at Instagram was obviously still a shite. Um, yeah, man, I think you you need to to learn how to send the links from Chris Barr. The man always sends links and they work, but this isn't working. But I'm going to try and what I'm going to do is try and guess it. It said, um, "Huts from Huffington Post: Firefighters spent three hours removing weight from Jim Gore's sensitive part." I've actually read this story, I think, in the podcast before, and if I remember it well, basically what a guy had done was fucked the weight plate and got stuck around his dick and balls. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, awkward. And obviously, firefighters can just lob it off because it might take full dick and balls with them. You know what I mean? Which would not be ideal, given you need your dick and balls. So, um. Yeah, it's not a good scenario, but what's your favourite exercise for your sensitive parts? Um, hmm. What I like to do is I take a bit of string, I tie it in like a noose, like like way you would like a mini noose that you'd hang somebody with, you know. I've been to Crumlin Road Jail recently and checked out the hangman cell. I know a few thing about a few things about noosing up guys. And also have noosed a few guys in the bedroom for my own private enjoyment. But um I make a wee noose out of string. Then I would tie that to a kettlebell, tie that to my penis, and I would just swing it back and forth ferociously until it just made everything nice and taut and tight. And what a fantastic way to end the podcast, guys. That's that for this week. Once again, if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, do it. And if you want to come see me this week, come to Boytown 100 on Monday if you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday and you go oh shit I've missed the big man come to Pug Uglies this Thursday the last show before Christmas we'll make sure we have a very fun time and hey if you are any of the guys that are from that particular organisation who were at Pug Uglies last week once again fuck yourself guys see you next week bye